So here's what happened as a proud member of the But Why Though podcast community. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of So Here's What Happened. This is a special bonus episode where we're going to talk about the Captain Marvel movie. I'm joined here with Carolyn, and of course y'all know me as Misha, but we also have a special guest here. Her name is Laura. Hi! Laura! Um, Laura, if you want to, you could probably do a better introduction than I just did, but like if you want to tell the people who you are, what you do, how they know you from the Twitters. Yeah, um, well I'm Laura Sirikul, um, I'm a freelance journalist, um, I've uh, covered um, Captain Marvel and, and Marvel movies, DC movies, like um, the geek, the geek realm, like Doctor Who, and the whole geek realm, um, for different outlets. Um, I mainly cover for Nerds, Nerds of Color, Nerd Reactor, um, Red Carpet Report, um, Red, uh, Mingle Media, and a whole uh, uh, Monster Magazine, a, a few other um, places. So I'm always online. I'm always, and I'm always <laughs> on Twitter. So you probably see me tweet about. Asian people and like and um and and geek stuff uh, all on my Twitter on L S R I Laura Circle. Awesome, yes, and I'm a fan of your Twitters. I'm a fan, like, and also this is our first time talking, so this is so exciting. I know, I've like, been talking friends for talking, so long. Uh, I know, which is so weird when it's just like, yeah, I talk to her all the time on Twitter. I'm just like, why have we not done this sooner? Probably because life gets in the way. Yeah, but I, I've, I've been trying to meet up with you. I'm trying to figure out a way to get to your area, your hood. And I'm like, you need hey. to come to my hood. I mean, I, I, I hung Caroline, Caroline and I hung out together for like two, three weeks. So I'm like, um, I know it's my turn. It's my turn. Carolyn's do, gonna keep do. telling me I need to try to come to SDC. Oh, I, but like after just yes, she yeah. is. And you, she, she'll tell you I'm fun, right, Carolyn? <laughs> I'm a good host. I believe it. I believe it. And I totally would be up for that. Like right now. Anyone. Every I'm time real. you say that, I laugh. <laughs> That's all my mom needs to know when I tell her. Like, because I, uh, I think when I went to, I just went to South by Southwest and I had to like prove to my mom, like, I swear, I know they're real people. I've done video chats with them. She's like, how do you know? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how else to tell you. Um, but she just, it's, yeah, so I would love, I'm, that's kind of like my goal is to visit more people in different areas that I'm friends with, so, yes, that's gonna have to happen soon. Yeah, t- um, no, definitely, let me know, and we'll start planning stuff, because, like, I have a, I have a, I made sure Carolyn's yes, in the I city. I can't wait to go back again this year, really <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see your face. <laughs> oh, if I can't come, I'm gonna be jealous, but I'll be happy for y'all in spirit. We'll bring we'll bring a cutout of you. Okay, that's fine. I can, I can <laughs> put a webcam. I might do that this year. I might try to. Like I'm gonna try to do body. more video recordings this year because last year I didn't know what the heck I was doing and I messed up. <laughs> Ooh. I, mean, I think y'all did. You did a great job covering last year. Um. So I. I mean, I enjoyed all of it when y'all was there. Oh, I just, um, I just, I can't, I can't wait to to see you guys. Like, to, well. I, I'm anticipating us Amen. meeting. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's gonna happen. I'm, I'm speaking it into the universe, yes. so it will happen. Yes. Yes. I was supposed to go to Star, a Star Wars celebration, but I had the family stuff, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna figure out a way to go to Chicago, yeah. like just so I can hang out Star with like, the Chicago people I know. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of big. I have yet to be to it personally, just because like I'm usually busy with work, so I couldn't go. But I, it's getting bigger and bigger each year. Yeah, so we will hang out, and I'm I'm gonna try to go to Wizard World. Like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. But we will, we will figure this out. We will make it yes. make it happen. We will. And Caroline, we are adult I'll women, Caroline and we can. July too. So I can't wait to see yes. you, ladies. Oh, thank you. Um, well, let's get into yes. what we invited you here for. I mean, of course, I, we can gush about and plan a ladies' trip anytime. <laughs> I, I mean, I will be down for that. I'm I'm due for one already again. Um, but we're here to talk about Captain Marvel, yes. so I'll give a brief film synopsis on it. Uh, Captain Marvel is an extraterrestrial Kree warrior who finds herself caught in the middle of an intergalactic battle between her people and the Skrulls. Living on Earth in 1995, she keeps having recurring memories of another life as a U.S. Air Force pilot, Carol Danvers. With the help of Nick Fury, Captain Marvel tries to uncover the secrets of her past. And, yeah. So, without going into too deeply of a (laughs) play-by-play, that is basically Captain Marvel. Um... So let's get into mm. it. How did y'all uh, feel I liked about it. Captain I didn't Marvel? love it. Uh, Carolyn, you want to go? I, there's quite a few things that I had problems with with it um, thematically and execution-wise. It was yeah. a mm-hmm. great premise and a great story with great characters, but the way it was executed was not, didn't make it my one of my favorite Marvel films. Mm-hmm. Uh, pro- it's probably not, it's, yeah, definitely not in my top five for sure. Yeah, I um, I I I I, mm-hmm. I loved it because of the the whole like idea behind it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the beginning was really slow. Um, it took a while to create momentum. Yeah. Um, but then once it got it its momentum, it kept going. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt like okay, this is good. Like it it kept me entertained. Um, mm-hmm. I I feel like people who don't know the lore uh, will have a problem. Right. Um, but but if for me because I know the history. I, it was easy to understand, but people who don't like if they never watched the Marvel movie and they jumped into Captain Marvel, they're gonna be confused. Yeah. Um, but um, it was. I, other than that, like it felt it felt empowering to see um, to see uh, Brie Larson yeah. and, and 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 Samuel Jackson. I love the relationships, Maria. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I had some minor things I had issues with, but that was more like cultural based and then we could get into that later mm-hmm. but uh other than that i felt like it was it was a good movie yeah. it wasn't like amazing where it, it changes mm-hmm. my life but i did appreciate mm-hmm. the symbolism of the character and i'm glad <laughs> to see um i'm glad to see a cat be <laughs> like a, a cat lady be like a hero <laughs> that is perfect um so i'm a combination of both of y'all's um I very much like I didn't hate it like I'm gonna like say that I'm, I'm saying this because I feel like I've had to explain this to people when I've talked to them in person like I love the characters and I love like the representation like we got like we finally got like a first female-led Marvel movie so I love it for that and it was very empowering to see that but a lot of my questions are towards the people who made decisions so I feel like there were things that could have been executed better so like again I love the characters and I love the story but i I have questions as far as like, and we can get into this later. I just feel like, yes, part of it is I wish Captain Marvel could have been introduced sooner. I know reasons why she couldn't have been introduced sooner, but I think most of my things are more so about, uh, (laughs) I don't want to get so into it. We're only like less than 10 minutes in. Dang it. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's really, it's really, okay. I'm just going to get out there and say it. It's really that. Yes. I wish we could have just seen her be her. And it was just like the 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 cutting the cutting up the and the flashbacks and stuff. I wish we could have just seen her from a child. Yeah. Flash for like through all like showing her be like a non gender conforming child. 
mm. and like how, how she was and like and then see her be that badass fighter, fighter pilot fighter like um, fight or flight. I can't say it. Pilot, pilot, pilot. Just be a bad. Yes, being that badass pilot, seeing what everything she went through, and then flash forward. Like I don't. It's not. I understand. Like we're supposed to go apart. Like we're on the journey with her to rediscovering her past. But I feel like they tried to make like the things about her past yeah. show her personality. But it was just chopped up so much. Oh yeah. It's kind of hard to like get into it i'm just like y'all i get what you're doing but it just didn't have the same impact yeah you know I saying that you know what just literally hurts me why i think this child. film has such mixed reactions it's because it's directed by two people and this is the first marvel film to be directed by mm-hmm. two people and um I'm looking mm. at the, right so it's anna Bowden and ryan fleck so oh, no, i think the problem i think a big problem is you, I, there's been films that have two directors okay. and like they work perfectly, but I think the problem with this is because you have it's like the film feel, to me feels like it's struggling between two stories. It's struggling between the feminist angle of Carol discovering who she is as a woman, who not as a woman, but discovering who she is as a mm. as someone from Earth mm. one, yeah. and discovering her powers and her friendship with um and rediscovering her friendship with Maria and her connections mm-hmm. with people like um with Nick Fury. But then there's also the whole aspect of the action. So, and then how action and everything ties in. And then there's her life on, on, on Hela. And it feels like his two films struggling. And as you were saying, like, that's literally, I think that's the biggest problem with the film because it was directed by two people. And I don't think that their ideas fully meshed and mm. like, you know, coalesced into like one cohesive story. And I think that's where the film feels, I think that to me, that's where some of the biggest problems with the film comes from. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could see hmm. what you mean because I do see that yeah. this film is gets so much pressure because it's the yeah. first female len and I feel like mm-hmm. Anna Bowden uh, and like even her yeah. you know like I've seen their stuff like Mississippi Grind and their stuff is really good um, it's just that they have the mm-hmm. pressure of making symbolizing a feminist film and also mm-hmm. symbolizing a, a Marvel film. Like it's hard to combine the two, so I feel like they're they're pushing against each other. For sure, like, you can have a feminist like superhero movie, but the thing is, like, like it's it's difficult to please like the audience because you have Brie Larson who is yes. a feminist, like she's an icon, like she's really like working mm-hmm. hard in in the industry to times up and everything to to kind of symbolize ho- like yeah. Hollywood starlet who is like a feminist, a Hollywood feminist. And yeah. you have her representing that, but yet you want to also fit it into the whole superhero Marvel genre. So it's hard. It's it's hard to get that balance because there's so much pressure because she's the first. Yeah. If they did Black Widow like yeah. ten years ago, I feel like this mm-hmm. this wouldn't be a problem. But mm-hmm. um, but I feel but because this is the first, and we have representation mm-hmm. of Brie Larson as who is a feminist in real life. Like a feminist hero in real but, life, but to, it's but it's to me, like, is it really that hard though? Because I think it has to do with the perspectives of the directors and what, and like, oh, the, sorry, if they're trying to make it too much of a feminist film. And it sounds ironic to say that, but if you look at films like Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok, and normally I would say you shouldn't compare films, but since this is the same franchise and it's all and the films are all being produced by um and spearheaded by by one person, right? Um, Ryan Feige, like, you do have to compare and you do have to be, like, like, you do have to look at the differences. And I think you look at Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther in particular, like, 
to me, the the feminine the feminism in those films is effortless because, and I think it's because the the directors themselves are so know what know what angle they wanted to to show, and they and if you speak to and if you look at interviews with Ryan Coogler and and Taika Waititi, like they always talk about how much they listen to their female cast and their and like the women in their lives, and it shows in the films like it's like effortless, right? So if you look at the relationships between. O- Okoye and Nikita and um, Nakia and Shuri and her mother and Queen Ramonda and then if you look at um Valkyrie played by Tessa Thompson in Thor Ragnarok like she literally doesn't have any other female characters that she that she that she actually pl- goes off of but like you still under but you she's you know that she's a feminist and like the men and that she really re- re- interacts with they are feminists and they and they respect her decisions and everything and like to me it comes it's like effortless mm-hmm. it's like you just know what the message is whereas for for captain marvel as you said laura it's like they're trying so hard to make sure that they stay on they keep um they stay loyal to that angle that it's like they try just a bit too hard but then like in my notes i said it's like it's kind of funny because even though the film is supposedly feminist when you look at it carol shares most of her screen time with men and that is, um, and that's um, Yon Rock played by June, June Law, and then Talos played um, by Ben Mendelsohn. And I think it's ironic that, like, I would say probably like seventy percent of her screen time is with men, right? Mm. I think one thing I would mention though, like to Laura's yeah. point, I think it's it was difficult to, for it to do that. It's because of the pressure, and it's like the thing I always yep. say is that something cannot be, it can't be everything to everyone. And I think mm-hmm. that's, and that this is a perfect phrase for this movie, is that it's been yeah. built up for what, we knew three years ago yeah. that it was coming? Like three years? So I think that's just so much build up. So mm-hmm. I went into this with that yeah. phrase in my brain. is like, this is not going to be everything to everyone. And that's okay. It's not going, like, this is the first major female-led mm-hmm. Marvel movie. And it just can't, oh, it shouldn't sure. have to have the pressure of being everything to everyone, but it's going to have that pressure. And I think my, I think my, my upsetness with everything isn't even with the cast. It's not with the cast. It's not with the story. It's not with this movie. It's truly with the fact that Marvel, I'm realizing that it has taken y'all basically 15 years to have a woman led movie. And I think all that pressure and all that buildup has led to that. Like, I'm not disappointed in this movie. I think I'm more disappointed with the planning of Marvel Mm. behind it. And I think that's where my frustration is. It's just that, and I think like to Carolyn's point, about like it's struggling to have those two paths I think that's where I was just like so what is who is this for like I have to remind myself like the whole messaging of like every time she got knocked back down she got back up like I as an adult understand that she's gone through so many stripes and struggles and being familiar with the lore and everything but then I had to remind myself this is for probably the younger audience these are for the younger girls who are going to see this and feel empowered by seeing a character like Captain Marvel get knocked down get back up like I mean I felt like they beat us over the head with that message but it's like but that's where i kind of feel but, like that's where it edges that line of like they were struggling to get that message across i i think so i don't know if it I was that they were struggling oh, with it or if it was that they it, were it, it was repetitive but yeah. i think it felt because I, I, mentioning I like that it was for young girls too. like i took my niece oh, who's 12 years old she's going to be 13 in august to see it we went to see it on this wednesday pass and I took her for two reasons why she wanted because mm-hmm. we always like take her to go and see these the big action films like we like that's our tradition, but because like she's a young girl and she's v- super smart and I always ask her opinions about films and everything, and afterwards when we were home I asked her I'm like okay so Zavanna what did you think about the film and I didn't tell her what I didn't share my thoughts with her like 
beforehand. I always ask her first and then I share and then we like bounce off of each other. And I'm like, what's your first, what's your first thought? And her first thought mentioning the getting it down, the getting, falling down and getting back up, back up. She was confused by that. And the reason she was confused is like to her, the flashback sequences were, were too confusing as she, she says she understands from her, like the broader idea of falling down and getting up. She related to that. But just the just the way the message was delivered was confusing to her. And when she said that, mm -hmm. I'm like, well, if you're 12 years old and this is the audience and you're the audience that they're making this for, like, I was like, did they test this with children, with girls in particular of that age group to see if they even understood what the message was? Because if she can't get that message from that, like, we're adults and we, we know how editing works and we know... Um, how we know visual messaging and we know like what filmmakers are trying to get across with use with regards to using visual tools and flashbacks but when she's 12 and she doesn't understand that like what like I think the message is getting lost right because that that was one of her biggest problems with the film and like when we get further into discussing I'll tell you some of the other stuff that she did because she made some good points that even I didn't think of and I'm like yo Marvel did you guys even talk to, to little girls about this film Carol, before you, you even show, showed or, it? Laura are you there too? yeah gotcha sorry you guys you like froze for a little bit but i'm sure your audio picked up on your side yeah okay yeah like um yeah I, I i know they did a lot of test screenings for with kids and stuff um and like yeah the the target audience probably is like probably yeah. i'm thinking teenagers or tweens so which is your which is your mm -hmm. niece um you know, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like because I know you were talking about Thor and Black Panther. The thing is, they, those characters were established before. Mm. With Captain Marvel, we have to just this is completely yeah. new. The only and that thing was that in Infinity War, right? Yeah. Pager. So from previous, so, mm -hmm. and that's it. And I feel like Thor True. was able to establish himself. So that's why Ragnarok, we were able to focus yeah. on Valkyrie because we know Thor, we know mm -hmm. his story, we know Hulk. Like we know their story, so Valkyrie, we could focus on her. We could focus on Hela, but and then for um, Black Panther, we know T'Challa, so that way we have mm -hmm. now we could focus on the the woman of Black Panther. We could focus on right. Shuri and that stuff because we know the hero already, and then we get to know the other heroes. Mm -hmm. But with Captain Marvel, right. we have to know her and and her world. So I feel like that's just yeah. like that's just like if we were introduced to her by if Avengers came out first and then we got a a Marvel like origin story, then I feel like, oh, then we could focus on her relationship with Maria and like and um, Nick Fury. But because we this is our only introduction of her, that this is why we, we only have this much space and time to focus on her and her relationships. Yeah. yeah. Um, because this is the only time we've ever seen her. And, like, I really did appreciate the storyline of her and Maria. And, like, I, uh, I, I did appreciate that. Uh, I think the reason why we saw Young Rock right. a lot with her is because we have to see that he's actually a villain. Um, yeah. And so, like, to get the relationship between them, like a friendship relationship, like brotherly sister relationship, and then we figure out, like, in the end... Spoil it away, spoil it away. Spoiler, <laughs> spot twist. But, like... Um, mm -hmm. But then, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. it's not giving it away, but like, um, but it's like, it, it's like we, it like, and then it's great to see women are the heroes and then also Fury, um, because we want to, like, we recognize Fury and I think he's the staple of every, mm. like, everyone has a staple that we recognize. Yeah. And right. I feel like 
Fury is that staple, and that's a connection to Avengers too. Like we like where's like Fury, like Fury's her person, and so. But I, I felt like the relationship between Maria and Monica, her daughter, uh, Maria's daughter, um, was just like I really appreciate the friendship and the sisterhood. Um, and yeah. like I, even though I had some issues <laughs> of the cultural thing, like what happens to my my Asian uh, <laughs> Gemma Chen. Um, yep. Um, but I I still appreciate that this it was focused on women and the fact that there was no love interest mm-hmm. and that there's it was yes. mainly sisterhood like the relationship between Maria, even though we don't see her as much as I want to, like I wanted more Maria, um, but the, mm-hmm. it's just a lot to ask for. The, I want more women and more women of color, yeah. but I wanted more. It's great. I did appreciate what I did see, and I did appreciate how they displayed Monica as a, as a badass little girl, and Maria mm-hmm. is a badass mom and a badass pilot. So I'm glad that we got to see the relationship between them, um, and it's not like... There's no love, like there's no man, like man, manship, you know. Um, so that's why I really appreciated Captain Marvel. Um, like other than the small quirks, because like it's like Captain America, how everyone's like, oh, he's a hero. It's kind of like that. It's yeah. like a regular story that we're like, it's a good, it's a good movie, but it's not the best. But yeah, but I'm, I'm glad that we get. The, I agree. I'm glad that we get to have that. <clears throat> I agree. I mean, um, going off of that, so those are like a lot of the things I liked about mm-hmm. this was just the fact that there was no yeah. romantic other. There was, the, and it's like that's going like, like we really just got to see her focus on like her story. There wasn't a distraction. There wasn't like a romantic person to be a distraction, which I think like no. my, like I had a friend who was no. talking about. Like, do you think? Her and Jude Law, mm. like that's her romantic interest. You think that's Marvel? Yeah. I'm like, and I'm just like, no, no, I don't think that's it. And they hadn't seen it. And I told them like, no, that's not it at all. But you Mm-mm. dream that dream until you go see it. It's just that's not. I did not want that at all. So like when I first saw, it, I'm just like, please no. And then like of course the twist. I mean this. So Laura, just to let you know, this is like we we go all in. We spoil <laughs> on this on this, so we can spoil as much as we want, but. That's something I really enjoyed, and just kind of going off of like y'all know the new Infinity War oh. trailer dropped this week, and like how everybody's shipping Ugh. Thor and Carol, and I'm just like, um, no, either he's being a wingman for Valkyrie, or Thor actually just appreciates strong female characters, and he. I know, right? I was like, come Thor on, saying people. He likes That's someone like... truly does not mean he likes likes them. And exactly. I, like Thor acknowledges. Right, Thor just acknowledges like a warrior, and I yeah. that's what yeah. I took he from that. It wasn't about man or woman. He would have been the same. Exactly. Yeah, he was like, I like her. Like, He's like, yeah, I like her spunk. No. He's like, I like her spunk. I like her attitude because she didn't bat down or anything. He is. He's, He's like, just like, I like, I like her. I like that she stands up to me. Like, how like how did anyone get shipping? I'm like, you people will ship exactly. the barest hint of of exactly. acknowledgement, like because people, girl, people, but anywho, you know, shipping, yeah. <laughs> that is pretty much it. Two hot people breathe and look at each like, other. Oh, it's a shit. You know why? It's because people want to be in that threesome. No, like, I don't want together. Be, like, I'm, I'm, I'm all about Thor and Valkyrie. Just like focus on me. <laughs> no, no, I don't want them to I touch. Them together, I just want to be in the between them. If if Thor isn't with Valkyrie, I want Valkyrie with Carol. That's it. That's yeah. All. Like she could be in the middle. <laughs> no, yeah, and, and then Thor and the Cat and CM but... don't need to touch. Exactly. Um, but um to sorry, I know I, I like derailed the conversation, but like 
going back to like just seeing like women talk to each other and it not being about a man i enjoyed that a lot i like i like seeing that like i mean to quote like um grace anatomy i love that monica is carol's person like that like that's her fan like how they they made sure like let her know like we were your family because you didn't get along with your first like with your family like that's what monica is telling her like but maria is like like you find mm-hmm. out that Maria and Monica were really like her family or her her newfound family on her and her past life, and I'm like that's something I really become I've really come to enjoy, but I kind of feel like it was done well, but it could have been done better because I kind of like Laura said cultural reasons I didn't want Monica and not Monica I didn't want Maria to be like the oh know, yeah you mean the I call I, I call her the cheerleader she's the emotional prop for Carol because like both of you I love their relationship and I love how yeah yeah it's we we you you get the flashbacks yeah. and you see them dancing and singing and doing karaoke and everything I love that and then there's the discussion when she first gets there and like she's mm-hmm. telling her okay like right. we were friends from family whatever but then and this was uh, something that was mentioned in a tweet thread that a lot of us that we we did um with I think it's Clara May and I like I said like I said one of my tweets like when she stepped outside I was mm-hmm. like literally I said to myself oh no I see where this is going she's gonna give her the pep talk and like normally someone giving someone a pep talk is not yeah. about things like I give like I give you two <laughs> pep talks and I give yep. and people my friends give me pep talks and like we we, we you know we encourage each other that like, you can do this you can go on but I'm like there's a certain thing where you always have the white female lead who is yeah. first and first let's be real she's in a position of power over maria mm-hmm. because like by virtue of having superpowers she does have there's a there's literally a part imbalance and then you have maria mm-hmm. having to prop her up and saying you have all these great powers you can do this and i'm like uh first thing first Carol knows that she can do it because she was training with Yon Rock for fr- for six freaking years on Hala. Like she was fighting aliens on a on a flipping alien planet. Like she knows what she's capable of. Why did they need to have mm-hmm. uh, the 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 friend, especially the black friend, continue this trope of black women being emotional props for women? Like she knows what she can do. Freaking Nick Fury told her like, "Oh my gosh, like you're a pretty badass." Like there was no there was no need to have a scene with her propping up. Carol, because I said, I said, I would love it. Mm-hmm. A, I would love a scene where you have the white female character look to her black friend, Asian friend, or whoever, and say, I know you got my back, but I can do this. Thank you for your support, but I can go forth and do this and I, I can kick ass on my own. Right? I, as not, as I, you, me knowing that you have my back is enough. And literally, that's all Carol needed to say. Carol could have been like, Maria, thanks for like giving me, helping me remember my my past or whatever. I know what I need to do and fly off. Go on, do whatever she needs to do. We did not have to have Maria be like, I believe in you, but you can find the power within yourself. I'm like, Carol, her hand is, her hand glows you know, I, for, for Christ's sake. She flies. Like, why does she need to give her that? That Even my niece, it bugs the vanity because she was like, but why did she have to tell her that though? Like she knew she could, she already knew what she can do. And I'm like, if a 12-year-old can see this, like, come on. And, but that, right there, because, like, I've talked to other people about that, I think that's Yeah, she knows what she's capable of, like, She came from, she came from freaking space, that man. We know Carol mm-hmm. is capable. But it's like, it, right? And but we she, know she's capable, but I think they try to, like, make it seem like she doesn't know she's capable, but it's, like, to I, us, the audience, I, I, it's I, like, what you, you talking this, about? Like, this lady is I was fighting capable. on top of a moving she's train. Aliens on a ship. 
She she is highly capable. <laughs> so I had a oh. <laughs> so I had an issue that too. So like we, I think it's just the yeah, issue of like the trying. Understood, like maybe but... it was supposed to be Carol is doubting mm-hmm. herself, where like, like okay. yeah, yeah it wasn't but no, I mean I think that's what that was supposed to be. But I just like I don't think it came across. Like well. I got I got what people were saying, and I I yeah. understood that mm-hmm. because when I saw it, I was like, it just shows the connection between the two, and I was like, okay. And, and yeah. I would usually I would be like, okay, that's cool, whatever. I don't I don't care. But I was okay with it because. Mm-hmm. When when Maria yeah. was self doubting herself, like I'm, I don't, I'm not a pilot to go on the trip with her. Like you should come with me. It wasn't mm-hmm. the white woman inspiring her to come with yeah. her. To, it was her daughter, a, a black, a young mm-hmm. woman of color, a black woman, yeah. inspiring her mother. What kind of example are you gonna set for me? Like after, yeah, after, I like that. <laughs> after I saw that, I was like, I'm okay with the yeah. black woman inspiring the other white woman. I'm not okay with the white woman. Wait, wait, no, wait, the when you said you, you said the white woman inspiring um, the black woman, so when mm-hmm. I saw, well, it depends. It depends on how it's done. If it's done I in like that. a condescending <laughs> manner, it's like oh, so come on. I, but yeah, I just don't like white saviors. I don't it's like not, white saviors. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Listen. It wasn't on the level of you was kind, you was smart, you was yeah. important. But I mean, Carolyn but, didn't. No, no, no. But, but like, uh, that, but Carol didn't even do that. Carol was there's like, that scene. There's there's, then, there's that one yeah, where she yeah where she wasn't sure if she could like, fly because it's like alien tech, like which is like because it's like the full ton engine. I'm like, I can understand what she would do because she's like, I got a daughter. I don't want to go fly some 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 um basically. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's like, you know, a vehicle that has been changed from what she's accustomed to flying. She's accustomed to flying things like F-16s. And, like, they, this is one that has a full-time engine with tech, alien wear and tech that she, she's not yeah. familiar with. And she's like, you know what? I got a little girl. I don't want to die and leave her. Understood. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, but that's why I, I love that, especially the little knowing girl, um, Monica's Mom be a being the original and that's Captain why I, Marvel before Carol Danvers, like as they phone out recently. So I love that aspect of her daughter encouraging her. I just had a problem with with, with Maria mm-hmm. being the one to encourage Carol after yeah. Carol is literally was training with Yonrog and knows what she was capable of. Like that that bothered me. I'm like, but she knows she was in freaking space fighting aliens. Yeah. Has her two arms turned into laser beams? Like, what are you talking about? She knows what she's capable. <laughs> so I just like, but anyway, moving on. But yeah, but that's just one of my biggest issues with the film because it's like come on she got two laser beams for arms like <laughs> no i get it i totally get it i just didn't have a problem with it after it's i saw like, no, no. <laughs> no no i i i i totally see it but then after <laughs> i saw oh, monica yeah. uh, monica maria uh, monica inspired maria i was like oh, okay. I, laura talk was laura no you're here is laura talking because i thought oh, yeah. i heard her talking hello can you guys hear me oh, yeah okay. i like i, okay, I, I can totally, hear you now no, I mean, like, I'm I'm with y'all again on that. It's kind of like... <laughs> you were like, you were like, sorry, you didn't sound sure just now. <laughs> I have cousins who are outside my door, and they talk loud. So keep recording. Yeah. I'm going um, to so, pop up real quick. So, Don't like, stop next, recording, so, so like, I know when to cut this out. Laura, let's say, like, one of my other, my biggest issues with the film is the editing. What did you think of the action and the editing? Editing was too much. Hmm? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, editing was a little too much. Like, um, that's why I felt like the beginning was choppy. Because, like, you see the dream sequences. Yeah. Um, and it kind of was kind of slowed down. Um, I felt like it was really, really choppy. Um, what are we, what are we talking about now? Sorry the editing. About <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yes. So, I think the editing was a big part for me. Like I said earlier, but, like, 
the choppy parts yeah. in the beginning. Which, and this is where I keep going back and forth. I'm like, is the purpose for us to go along with this journey of not knowing her past? And is that why they're doing this? But then it's like, part of me is just like so hungry to see yeah. Carol. Like, see Carol's past and like what Carol I, is doing. Me too. Like, be, I want I I to I see know. that top gun scene. Because they tease that in the oh, trailers, right? Her, like her and Maria, and Maria walking flying. out the hangar going to the plane. I'm but like, I, I wanted to see an actual yeah. dog fight. I wanted to see them train and I wanted that dialogue. You know, that back and forth dialogue with them being um, pilots and discuss. I wanted that scene. I'm like, uh, where's the scene? Like, you tease it for the, in the trailer. We're not going to get it. Like, literally, that's it. Yeah. I know for I know for a fact they didn't want it to be an origin story. They wanted, like, yeah. a snippet of her yeah. origin, but they wanted to be continuously with the story. So they only have a few, mm. like, minutes to do here's the origin of her and then they wanted to how it how it connected to Avengers which you know what um Kate from but why though podcast you know yeah the flagship podcast yeah obviously yeah you do know Kate so Kate and me were talking because I saw it with them in Austin Kate made a great point of like how she Black Panther Mm -hmm. and Spider-Man are the only ones who don't like they were introduced but they they don't have like so Black Panther doesn't have an origin movie spider-man doesn't have an origin movie we're introduced to them in another movie and then that is how we go into them so this one is kind of weird because hers is a bit of an origin but i think like laura but not really but like at the same time like laura said like you we have to like know about her past and then learn about the world she's living in now and then go back to her past so it's like it's it's not an origin but it's an origin but it is yeah and i think i think one of the things that that was kind of with regards to her past is like we know that basically her relationship with maria and monica is like basically a found family which is great and i love those kind of stories but we we only have like literally one scene that i can recall where Mm -hmm. like we see her interaction with her father and it's one it's a scene that was repeated like twice in the film it's the same scene repeated twice and her father comes off as a douche, and we under and based and based on what Maria herself said, like that's what drew her Carol to them, like because she didn't have a good relationship with her family. But mm-hmm. that one scene wasn't enough to establish why her father was a complete jerk. Like we didn't see her mom. Like where is her? Did her mom die? Did her mom leave? Like we didn't see any of that. We didn't see her interacting with any kids. Like the only people we saw, the only other kids we saw were kids that were antagonizing her, and like they were bullies. So I'm like, did she not have friend a friend as a child either and that's another thing with this film is like mm. carol doesn't seem to have apart from maria and dr lawson um carol doesn't seem to have people that she could really trust and i'm like this so she went through her whole life mm-hmm. not trusting anyone and then this is where we're gonna have to start talking about Gemma chance character minerva like she was on she was on hala for six years and you mean to tell me she didn't make not one friend yeah. apart from yon rock like what she was on this team and none of them were her friends and i hate the line where um Gemma, um where minerva tells her i didn't like you anyway i'm like fine like all women don't have to like each other but like i wanted some i wanted to see why she didn't like her like what she just like, why did she not like her? Was it because she was training with Young Rock? Did they have, like, as I said, all women do not have to like each other because they're women that I don't like. But just give I mean, me something more than that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so she, so six years, six years, mm. and she didn't have not one goddamn friend, really? It could be assumed. Oh, sorry, go ahead. It, I th- it could be assumed that everybody else knew what she really was. With- what was his name? What was, like, I can't say his name. Jude Law's character. Um, 
Possibly. So it could be that he purposely isolated her or made like made people made sure people didn't get close to her because he knew yeah. what she was. I mean, I, I have a feeling that like but... the people around her, like the team, they all knew what she really was. But and but like mm. nobody. I just feel like he just seems like the type to like ma- manipulate the situation where he's isolating yeah. her and keeping her like making basically making sure he's her confidant, making sure she sees him as like her friend and like her person. So then that way, like no one else is getting close to her. That way he can keep an eye on her. I just I get that vibe from him. So I I thought it was safe to assume that. But I agree with you. You think like after being on here for six years. But like if yeah. everybody, which, which I understand, really and is, that makes sense. But it's just like we, too much is left for us and to it, assume. It, 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 you know what I mean? Like, like even them. if that is the case, the fact that we have to assume rather than know for certain is just like yeah. to me that's kind of weak storytelling. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, and like, but I also see it as everyone in that team. Yeah, they're on all that jerks. Team, everyone on that team are dicks. Like you when you when, yeah. when you <laughs> went are. onto the ship. They kind of all like just railed on each other, and it just didn't yeah. seem like they were actually friends. Only the one with the beard seemed like a nice guy, but like, um, yeah. they did not seem like they got they they got along. Like she, like she, it, I I think when you're in the warrior Star Force kind of thing, you don't really have friends because just like the um, Ronin the tr- and the no, what, they're not what, what, the people. Oh my people, gosh, what are they called? Uh, Ronin. <sighs> Uh, what's, oh, the, what's the Lord. thing called? I was trying to remember when I was watching uh, the film too. I'm like, what? Uh, they're not Chitari. The Chitari is the other people. The people oh he God. hired. Oh my gosh. I. <laughs> but what's his people? Yeah, they're what's all his team called? Like he has something, but all of them are dicks. <laughs> so okay. yeah. So oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the accusers. The accusers. So yeah. Yeah, so if you could tell, uh, Ronan is a dick, and so I assume like the mm-hmm. accusers are just all dicks because they're all military branch too. But like military, <laughs> our military is great, so thank you for your service. But like, but their their team, their military stuff is just is they're just jerks, and I feel like the Star Force is just they're just like um, they're a special military yeah. force that's like they just want to get their shit done and go home. And that's yeah. why I got that from Gemma, like Gemma Chan's like Minerva, because Minerva which, which I'm like, all about I just want to get stuff done. Yeah, which I said is fine. It's just like I wanted like, more. I never liked and you. that's where actually I was saying, um, so we can get into this, is where I was saying Gemma Chan's character was, because they promoted her so much, and mm-hmm. I felt betrayed mm-hmm. at the end of the film. I'm like, that's yeah. it? Is that really all we're going to get of Gemma Chan? And I try to count her lines and I can swear to you all of her dialogue probably wouldn't even fill up half of a page so like you have a film with two women of color yeah. the only ones with lines which is well three technically because you have the little girl who played um Monica and that and her name is I want to honor her so I want to uh okay I'm not seeing her name here why am I not seeing her name on this list anyway right and then there's um Maria played by Lashana Lynch and then you have Brie Larson who's Captain Marvel and then or Carol Danvers and then you have Gemma Chan who's Minerva literally there's three women four if you count Annette Benning, but I have another problem with her character and two of them are women of color and one is an emotional prop for the lead and then the other one which is um which is Gemma Chan who's Asian mm. like she barely has any lines and I has and I said I don't see why her character couldn't have played Yarn Rock because from my understanding Annette Benning's character who is the supreme intelligence like they 
they gender bend her, right? So apparently the original character is male and like they had an abandoned. I'm like, they could have actually used Gemma Chan to play Yon Rock's character. She could have been an antagonist and it would have worked with the feminist angle because it shows once again that all women aren't friends, but you can have two women in these extremely powerful positions and one is the hero and one is the villain. And that's something that we haven't really seen in Marvel either because the only other the only other female the only only female villain in Marvel is Hella. Right, and it would have been great to actually see another female villain coming from a different perspective, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's where Gemma Chan's character could have actually been used, and that's where she could have gotten a, and I think that would have been a, a, a new dynamic in, in the Marvel films, and people are like, oh, but it shows people are like, oh, you have Yon Rod being male because it shows um, what's the word I'm looking for, male, male. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to complete female empowerment. Patriarchy, and I'm right, but I'm like we've seen that in literally every Marvel film where it's all a patriarchy because like all the like Wakanda is ruled by men. Um, You have from starting from um, from Iron Man, all of the antagonists are the people in positions of power have all been men. So I'm like we didn't need to discuss patriarchal society or our messaging. Like we have, we've had that in all the previous films. Like it would have been good if we had uh, someone like. Yon Ross character being played by a woman and a woman of color because it shows that women of color can both be villains and heroes, right? And I think that's where the feminist angle could have actually been played up more and it would have actually made it stronger. Yeah. And then it bothered me because from as far as we know, her character got blown to bits by um we got blown to bits by Maria, but Carol yeah. freaking let Yon Yon Rock go. Yon Rock go with uh, literally a slap on the wrist and allowed him to go back home. Like seriously, he didn't even get come up with a, a serious bruise. Like she's dead and he's <clears throat> what? And and he goes back to deliver a message. Screw that! Kill him and send, leave a, a video message. Like you understand? I'm like, I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> well, I I. I, I... I, okay, so I have yeah. to like agree and disagree yeah. too because um, I, I, everyone knows I love Jude Law. Um, <laughs> I would I would do everything for him and to him, but like, um, yeah, seriously. Um, but I I felt I felt really uh, like at first I was like well, he doesn't need to be a man like he could be a woman and I agree he he could it could have been like a woman but at the end when uh, he was like he he. Like a whole, I saw the whole symbolism of why he was a man, because like he was mm-hmm. her mentor. They have a brother sister. That he but that's the same her. thing he, that he, Thanos he tells Gamora. You need to prove yourself. You need to prove yourself. Um, you're you're too emotional. Like like how men how mm-hmm. how we've been perceived that we use shouldn't use our emotions too much. Like I saw I saw that you know because like every like as a woman and women of color especially when we mm-hmm. when we just mm-hmm. defend ourselves we're seen as emotional and we're seen as like you know there's this tropes yep. of like the angry yeah. asian and like the dragon lady yeah. and the angry black woman it's like we are seen that mm-hmm. way and so when he kept telling her you're using your emotion like you have to stop using your emotion yeah. and we hear that all the time like they, hillary clinton they're like she's emotional she can't she can't be president because she's a woman and so <sighs> when he kept repeating that like and like he to, and he goes, one day you'll prove yourself to me. You'll prove yourself to me. But in the end, she was like, I have nothing to prove to you. Like I like, and I, I don't mm-hmm. have anything to prove to you. Like that felt empowering. If that was a woman who's saying you have to prove to me, you have to prove to me. I just felt like that wasn't the same strike a chord mm-hmm. for uh, for what we experience as women. Um, 
And yeah. that's why I was like, I'm okay with this as y- with Young Rock. I'm mm-hmm. not okay with, you know, Minerva dying and like um, Minerva mm-hmm. like as this yeah. secondary character because obviously I've always wanted mm-hmm. to see an Asian woman be empowered in a Marvel film, which we ah! have not seen. And if people tell me <laughs> Mantis, exactly. I'm going to say F you because Ooh, don't even start about a horrible, Mantis. horrible character. Um, <sighs> but yeah. I have not yet to seen a good Asian like female character um, in a in a Marvel film, and mm-hmm. so a woman char- woman character. I'm not gonna say female woman character in a female Marvel movie, and so I am disappointed in that. But I'm okay with Young Rog because when overall the overall symbolism of Young Rog and how he represents the men that mm-hmm. are bosses who tell us you're too emotional to advance, or you know I'm gonna give you this promotion, but you know yeah, okay. I, I feel like motherhood or your emotions are gonna get to you. And so I feel like he is, he's my representative. Okay, no, like I understand your part because I actually did think about that. I'm like, okay, so mm-hmm. what if this was played by a woman of color? And I'll tell you why it still would have worked. Because one, Jan Ross' character is essentially, um, uh, he's essentially Thanos telling Gamora, that, um, and because Thanos tells Gamora and Nebula the same thing about like, use, your, use your, your physical abilities rather than your emotions. And I'll tell you, and also the same thing happens with them in the Guardians films and in the, the main mainstream Marvel films. But I'll tell you why that would have worked with a woman, especially a woman of color. If you look at Michelle Yeoh's character, basically almost any character she plays, but if you look at her character in the Star Trek um, Discovery series, when she is when she was both Commander Jar Jar and also the the lady of the leader of the empire she she's she tells michael burnham the same thing she's like why are you ruled why are you being so why are you ruled by your emotions like use your be cutthroat like if you want to kill me come at me don't try to like appeal to me emotionally like if you want to if you want to be my combatant you got to come with you got to come with technique and with strategy you and so that's why i said it could have worked with a woman because you have female commanders who tell their there are subordinates like you need to use strategy to come at me and that's what i'm saying it would have worked great with um with both um carol and it would have had the same messaging of feminism because there are women in our lives who tell us don't be emotional we have mothers who tell us that like i grew up my mother would tell me like why are you getting so angry like why are you why are you letting your, your emotions like take like controlling whatever like we all have men yeah but that's a message that we've had in literally every marvel film and literally almost every film where you have a man in position of power that's the same thing they tell women so like marvel doing this to me didn't wasn't that like groundbreaking with regards to discuss, discussing patriarchy because we've seen it in the previous marvel films right so that's why i said it would have been great to have a woman to do it to to have that be the, the deliverer of yeah. the message I don't know. I just don't feel yeah. like a white, oh, a woman of color and a white woman work like that way. Yeah. I feel like two women of color, like I, that's why I wasn't as angry about like um, Minerva. Right. If it was a white person that had killed her, I'd be like, what the hell? In that aspect, and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be pissed off. But if if Carol Danvers, uh, Carol Dan- yeah, Carol Danvers was like Captain Marvel was like to a a woman of color and beats her up and say, I have nothing to prove but to you. But she got to live, though. She would have gotten, like, oh she would have gotten God, to live. She I would have gotten to live, though. Because I never would have gotten to live. at white feminism. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, but it's a white, it's like white feminism, too. It's like, I'm putting down a woman of color. Imagine if, if um, Young Rog was a black woman or like a like an Asian woman, it just felt like a white woman is yelling at like I have nothing to prove to you, woman of color. But if it was if Captain Marvel was a black woman, if it was Monica Rambeau, 
um, I would feel yeah. fine because I was like, I, I'm okay with women of color talking to each other that way. Yeah, but, but I, I, okay I, I understand that. That's why I said it's, it's, it's complicated. But I, as I said, I see both points. But then the I whole agree. thing that gets I'm me at the end is that I'm nervous still dead and Yagrav gets to fly home. Mm. So who knows what the heck happened when he got home. For we know, he yeah. he spent he spent tales and told lies yeah. and he's still and he's walking around Which, doing foolishness on Howard. But like. But again, like mm-hmm. I, like we said in the beginning, yeah. this movie without saying it, like without saying the word feminist, it is a feminist movie, and that is why I think Jan Rog is the way mm-hmm. he is. Like that's who, that's why they chose to make him yeah. a white man, so that like him him delivering yeah. those words of like prove yourself to me, stop using your emotions. He was like borderline mm-hmm. gaslighting her, like trying to make Carol feel like she was not as able, not as capable as she was, making Carol feel like she was not on the same level as the other members of the team, that she was reckless and all these other things mm-hmm. weren't, like, in actuality, you know she's a boss mm. bitch, you're just trying to make her doubt herself to control her, and, like, that's, like, something that we can all relate to in some form, whether it's personal, if it's friendships, if it's, like, your family, if it's the person, like, in professional aspects, like, we're, yeah. we're all a part of fandoms in one way or another, so we've all experienced, like, some form of fandom gaslighting, but it's, like, I just, I feel like that's what he was for me. It's, like, you're borderline gaslighting her, making, trying to make her feel doubtful of herself. Like, yeah, you are, you are the, I'm glad he was the face. That was so, that I movie. saw that, and I was like, yeah, I do, I do not like that he got mm-hmm. to live, <laughs> um, but I guess it's, I think it's because he's coming back. Like, we know, like, we, we, we could say it, like, we know what happens is that, like, at the end of it, um, Carol's helping the Skrulls find a home. So I wonder, does that mean when we get another Captain Marvel movie, does it pick up in the present day where she, like, I guess whatever happens after Infinity War, like, is, is, is Yonrog still out there? Is he causing shenanigans? Mm-hmm. Is like that. Well, I, Marvel, I think we're Red Skull lives. Marvel movies not Red letting Skull the lived. villain live. And I think... Has, has anybody else lived? I, I never really thought he was dead. But anywho. Well, uh, we didn't, they didn't Thanos, know he lived. Nobody for, knows he's alive except for Thanos. Yeah. He assumed <laughs> no, I mean, like, everybody, yeah. like, they just saw him uh, go. Captain America saw, saw him go. Literally almost. So, like, unless Red Skull after. Who? Yeah, they, we have to assume see, that he's lives. dead. Hella, hella, like, I well, still they, don't think Hela's dead. But they think she's dead. Let me see. So the only villains technically that are alive are Thanos and Loki. I don't think she's dead. I don't think she's dead. I wish she was alive. Yeah, when you well when you yeah, because when he first came on the scene, he was seen as a villain. Oh yeah, that's right. Loki does count technically. Oh. Loki ain't dead. Well, there is like no way Loki's though. dead. There's no way because he did, got a mission. We all know that like, he can do the same thing that the scrolls do with imitating like body thing. Like I believe firmly that Loki transported himself somewhere. I think he's just gonna get reincarnated. I hope he's dead. I hope he's dead. I think he's just gonna be reincarnated. No, I hope he's dead because I want us to have. Odds and risk. Yeah. Oh, like, Laura, you come no, through a little. I, I want him to. Okay. I, can you guys hear me? I want Loki yeah, I to stay dead. I want him to be dead because, and then like, I know hmm. everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, I love Loki." Marvel but then films, it shows yeah. that there's there's no risk in the Marvel films. Like, there's no risk. Like, we have True. like we mourned his death, but he's not dead. And like, I feel like if you keep bringing him back, yeah, for sure, it's gonna show us that you guys aren't willing to take risk. Like, I hate when shows like we're like we brought them back to life, and it's like, but you made us go through that emotional yeah, thing. Well, I stopped watching Walking and Dead. Anywho, I you're not showing us any risk. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Walking Dead, at least they, they, they kill off but people. He's supposed like, to be yeah, dead. so but we're not sure of the timeline, yeah. right? We're not well, sure if it's gonna he's be getting a show tight, apparently yeah, on that right, streaming service, to what's so going on or if it's see, gonna be before which I think it's gonna be younger Loki, yeah. I think it's young Loki. Well that's it's why I think it's gonna be young Loki. I think it Yeah, he's just gonna reincarnate himself just like he did in the in the comics. Um and we'll see what that happens from there. Because why not? Disney and slash Marvel, y'all got all that money. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're like, a character. Y'all got all this money. Like, y'all ain't gonna just okay, let somebody die if you don't want them to die. Um, but um, hey, but you guys, we have oh, to talk sorry, about the Star Wars Captain Marvel goose. Oh yes, the cat <laughs> goose. I am happy we got oh. to see. Oh uh, yeah, the the flurkin. as a hero. I thought that was pretty cool. Wait. Like, I, oh. Yeah. Well, I felt okay. Wait, no. You know what? Like, I'm so sorry. I just had like a complete like, money thing, and I was like, "Ooh, revelation!" I'm like, "Wait, no, that don't make no sense." Because I was, I, you know, what he reminded me of, and it just occurred to me, um, Star Wars, the thing that, um, that gigantic thing that was eating people on the ship in Force Awakens. I was like, is that that? But I'm like, no, Star Wars and Star, and this is like two different universes, Carolyn. What are you talking about? I literally had that thought in my oh, head just yes. now. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> oh man, I'm so I'm, I'm really happy about to like to see a cat, you know, like a flirking, like cat looking thing, um, be a hero though, because like it's like nice, <laughs> like she you know what Carolyn, uh, Car- uh, Carol, Carolyn, because I'm talking to you, Carolyn. Carol has her friends and she has her cat, which is actually Marvel, a uh, Marvel's cat, but still she has her cat, and now yes. cat lovers cat, everywhere. Cat lovers unite. Um, but I was still like, I'm a dog person. Yes, that's true. I did have a question. I did have a question for y'all, like two questions, but we can, I, I feel like they're probably depending on how much we want to dive into it. So how do y'all feel? Well, I'm not familiar with her background, so I'm not. So the way how she got her powers is fine by me. Uh, so like, but depending on how she how it would have started, like, oh, like okay. that's up. That's like for people like uh, Lara who know the full background. So for mm-hmm. me, like, I'm fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I'm fine with this because the way that she got it from the comic books is really complicated. So this is a simpler Mm -hmm. way that also kind of shows like it kind of ties it all in because she did get it from the energy that Marvel because she she actually got from Marvel but like and it's a different way of of getting it from Marvel and also tying it in with the Tesseract and the Infinity Stones. So I was I was fine with it. I was like I at first I was like okay this is different and like I'm okay with it because it kind of she mm-hmm. is it's still she still gets it from the Kree. Mm-hmm. Um, she we mm-hmm. find out how she gets the blood of the Kree. So that was like okay I'm like okay this is making sense like and it's for people who don't know the lore and this is okay because like yeah. if you did the, her actual way that she got it it's so complicated and there's so many pieces to it that. This way was yeah. straight to the point, and it connected it with the, the Infinity Stones. Agreed. And I mean, I feel the same way, because at first, so what the iteration I'm most familiar with is like the animated series from like the Marvel's Avengers, from how she gets her powers from mm-hmm. Marvel, the male character version of him. And I liked that her powers didn't come yep. from a man. I like yeah. that. I mean, we know that she gets her Kree powers from Young Rog because like he, they do a blood transfusion for her. Um, 
but I appreciate the fact that that wasn't the case here, that, like, no one can say, like, no person besides, like, she could say, like, oh, I got these powers from, like, technically from Marvel, but it's not like anybody can say, like, oh, I gave you these powers and I can, I made you. Like, no one can say that to her. So, like, that's what I appreciated about the way she yeah, got Yeah, she got from a woman, time. and that's what, that, that was important. I think that's why yeah. they changed it, um, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that they did, because I would yeah. hate that. I, I would hate that, the, and like the, I love the fact uh, that Disney tricked us into thinking Young Rog right. was Marvel, and he she did get the blood from Young Rog, mm-hmm. so that made a lot of sense. Like I was like, yeah. oh, Disney tricked us. Ah, oh, like, yeah, they that did was pretty a great good. Twist. That was pretty good because um, yeah. I knew he was a villain, and like mm-hmm. Young Rog was a villain. But then it's great to see that that's how they tied in that he like we thought he would be Marvel, but he's not. It's like a great tie-in, and I'm glad to see Annette Benning. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, a woman like give her the powers. Agreed. It was nice because I just feel like I'm trying to think of other iterations where like we see a female character get her powers from a man, or like the reason why she decides to become a hero is because of man. I'm like, I just like that. Mm-hmm. That's not the case here, and I appreciated that. Um, just because it's just a trope I'm tired of, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Um, where it's just like a man is the motivation for them being a hero. Like I guess it's not really that they get their powers, but they're, yeah. it's the motivation. And I'm kind of tired of it. Where it's like, I think we talk about like me and Carol talk about um, Walking Dead a lot, and I kind of hate that like how Michonne's motivations have come from protecting Rick and like yeah. protecting Rick's kids. And I'm just like, I kind of just I want her to be who she is. Without it being a motivation from a man, not that I, I mean I love Rick and, and Michonne, so like that's besides the point. Sorry, no, I'm going no, down I the totally get it because I I, um, I used to love that show too. Yeah, but it's it's just nice to see that she didn't have to like she's not doing it for revenge. Like technically she is without knowing it, but like she's a hero without it being associated to like some tortured yeah. past or like somebody she loved. It's not the mm-hmm. girlfriend in a fridge trope. So, like, I think that's what I like oh, the most. My, um, uh, I guess my other uh, question was for y'all was, like, how do y'all feel about the scrolls? Because I, I, I feel like... I'm, I'm going like to tell you something, a problem that I have with the scrolls and the Kree. The dialogue. I hate the dialogue for them. Because it's too... The the only the best way I could come up with it is, one, it was mm-hmm. too modern, one, and it was too Americanized. Because... I'm like these are beings who ha- who first and first like for instance the mm. the Cree from what they said like they had never been to Earth because they didn't even know where Section fifty three and even though the, even though they said Section fifty two earlier in the film they had Section fifty three on the screen so I'm like continuity error there but like they didn't even know that Section fifty three was Earth so they didn't have Earth language and like Carol Danvers was the only. Earthling, from my understanding, that based on what we saw in the film, that they had ever interacted with one, and the scrolls, um, they they the majority of the ones that we saw were on the ship um, that was orbiting over Earth, and then the other ones were the ones that were um, on Hala and on the on the orbiting on the other planets. And I'm like, why are they speaking like surfer dudes? Like what? Like that dialogue had me so confused. I'm like, why are they speaking like this? And I was so confused. I'm like, did, did no one see why their dialogue shouldn't have been that way? Like, their dialogue was just too modern and too American. And they were speaking with, like, slang and thing. I'm like, what is going on here? I I actually have an answer for that. Do you mean when they... 
I actually have an answer oh, so for that I? because I <laughs> yeah I did the set visit and I interviewed a few of them. Um, like why they talk like that? It's because they were taken care of by. Hello, can you guys hear me? Can you hear me? All right, Lori. Uh, oh, the reason yeah, why they, they, were, yeah. they talked like that, they were they had that attitude, personality, like, and he was like, like what's his name? Um, Dallas was like, yeah, yeah, you know, kind of like, why would I do that? Like, kind of like that personality. Um, it's because mm-hmm. um, they were taken care of by mm-hmm. Marvel, and she stayed on Earth for a long time, and she kind of gave them like she brought up the American like the the mm-hmm. pop culture stuff which you saw in the ship. And so they were kind of mm, were, right. were learning. I, I understood the, that the, part, but the for some of them, on. depending based on what I that said, this is how I saw it in a the film. They hadn't even been to Earth, and I'm like, why are they talking like this one? And that still doesn't explain this Cree. I'm like, what is going on here? Like the dialogue for the Cree was it, I because okay, like, if you compare it to again Black Panther, think- the dial the way how the characters in Black Panther, apart from the key and those who were outside, their dialogue was different to to like to the main cast who were people that were that have been outside of Wakanda. So like that's right that I'm saying like and then you have also even if you take Thor into consideration the the way Thor talked and the way how the Asgardians talk is different to how people on Earth talk and that's because they didn't have any interaction and like there it's like two different completely cultures and and planets, right? And I'm like but why are they talking like they're from California? Like I mean, the, I both guess, the Cree and the, the scrolls, yeah, but the Cree also the because scrolls. that bugged me. I'm like, yeah. I think with the scrolls, yeah. my assumption with the scrolls are like whatever like form they take on, mm-hmm. they take on those mannerisms. Like, yeah. and like this is I, I'm not super into like I understand the scrolls from like strictly the animated series and like the little research I've done on them, so it's not like I'm totally not like super in-depth on like the scrolls as a whole thing yeah. but like i just assumed it's just like they are like body snatchers they can mm-hmm. like transform into that person so they understand the mannerisms and they collect all those thoughts and they know all those things so like right. they like look at people and they know how to like like they're spies mm-hmm. they blend they're adaptable like they're they adapt to the culture and the language around yeah, well, them so that they can blend yeah. in it didn't bother can, me like, too much like it didn't think but it was just something that i thought person. was odd and weird like, um, the, like just the dialogue in general because even like no that was the Cree that also, had them the scrolls they have the universal, them, the, do they have the, the universal communicators or whatever they call them like carol has it on and oh okay i just assumed all the space people have them on because i think like in guardians there was like a there was like a little nod to that like that's how everyone can that's, talk to one another yeah so i think that's like, like a given in sci-fi english because it, yeah, I think that's like a given in any sci-fi film or show them. where we we, we like, like they're talking they don't to the the communicators, and it's like an unsaid mm. but expected and accepted fact. Because we're like, there's no other way to like do it unless like we they learn a completely yeah. different language, and then you have the subtitles on the bottom yeah. of the screen, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah, but Doctor Who, Doctor Who, the TARDIS it has right. like a universal language thing. So as long as they're near the TARDIS, they're able to speak the language. Like when they speak it, they're able to speak that language. Like, but we obviously we hear English and see English. Um, but but I, I actually enjoyed the scrolls a lot. Um, I, I enjoyed the 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 whole time, this whole entire time mm-hmm. of ten years of knowing about the Kree and the Scroll War, like from the MCU point of view, because I, mm-hmm. I knew the uh, even in comic books the scrolls are bad. 
But in the MCU, I've always thought right. the Skrulls would be horrible, evil um, beings. And um, seeing that point of view has been, like, for the past 10 years, and seeing it twist where there's, a ref- there's refugees, it's, it made me realize, man, I didn't, like, see this aspect of, a war- well, one of the war. Mm-hmm. And, like, there probably is bad scrolls, like, whatever. But, like, it's just, you don't see the aftermath of it. And I really enjoy that aspect because, like, it's like, okay, we see there are victims out of this for both Kree and scrolls. And um, I enjoyed seeing mm. that Marvel, a Cree, was trying to, you know, like seize the horrors of the war. Because some people, we see the horrors of war, like even now, like from like past, like things that happen now. Um, and I felt like, oh, okay, it's like a Overtly nice. Overtly political, it's, yeah. It's a, being political without like, like, yeah, overtly political, and I, I felt like, yeah. and then it also made me, which, my, my screen, I didn't know that they were the good guys in the end, because, like, Car- Carolyn, you got, you gave, you gave oh, me a lot yes. of gifts for putting Loris <laughs> your scroll, and you're like, because, <laughs> like, that was my username, I put Loris your scroll, before I found out, and, um, and I was, and <laughs> Carolyn said, <laughs> Oh, people who don't like pineapple on pizza are scrolls. And I'm like, after this movie, I was but like, that's because I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> they do. They yeah, do. the good guys don't like pineapple on pizza. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I really appreciated that story aspect. Well, um, just to add in my two cents with the scrolls. So, like, I kind of, I did like that. Like, you already mentioned it, though. Um, about how mm-hmm. we get to mm-hmm. see that there are victims in this world war. Like it's not the scrolls and the Kree are not black and white. Like they're it's more complex than like people want it to be. So I think that's like something where people. I mean, going off the comics, I know the scrolls have been like a huge part of a lot of conflict, like on both sides for like a long time in the comics. So I understand like there's people who are like, how are they just gonna erase that? But I don't think it's that it's erasing it. It's just like giving more identity to that character group because. The scrolls, like there's the whole thing with the secret wars and all of that, but right. it's like it is good to see that they're like they're making the character the, the scrolls more humane by making us realize that there are victims in this world. Like, like yes, they've done bad things. Like Kylo says, like I've done things I'm not proud of either, but that doesn't like make that doesn't mean we deserve to be like wiped out. That doesn't mean like our whole entire like mm-hmm. species needs to be killed off and have a genocide. Um, I think that's something like. I always, whenever we have to think about, like, the victims of war, I always think of, like, um, the Hayao Miyazaki movie, Grave of the Fireflies. And, like, that's something that reminds me, like, like, well, yeah, war isn't black and white. There's victims inside of the war. Like, not people who are, like, directly on the front lines of it, but, like, the, the, the citizens of whichever countries they're in. Like, so there's children, there, there are scroll children that are paying the price of this war. It's kind of like, yeah, no, they don't deserve to be, like, vilified and, like, killed yeah. off. But it's like the Kree are basically, or Ronin is basically, no, we're gonna kill all the, we're gonna kill all the scrolls. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, like that's wrong. So, I did like that whole. They're human. Like we need to understand. Like there's other, there's other scrolls and like the scrolls who've been introduced to, and it's like, there's oh, like two, like it's slightly mentioned in the movie, and that's why I like that it isn't the whole plot, but just like the whole point of like, in war, it's not black and white. And I think Carol like comes to understand that that it's more complex oh yeah and that for sure just it helps with her character growth 
no no it, that's it for sure because uh but that's how you get refugees right? because refugees are like wars are started by generals Sorry. and captains and presidents and senators and leaders they're the ones who start the war it's the citizens the mm-hmm. the regular yeah. people who are always the the collateral yeah. damage of war right because you have the soldiers who sent to, to fight but then you have their families and just regular people who, who are affected um affected and mm-hmm. they're the ones who have to flee because they, they didn't ask for this war but the war was brought to them right so they always have to flee and that's basically that's the message of the the squirrels because they're like uh we became exactly. fighters because we had no other choice we flew we, we fled because we had no other choice but to flee and that's the message so and that's kind of like what happened with Asgard too. Like, um, so this is the I would say this is the second mm-hmm. Marvel film that deals with um, refugees because in Thor Ragnarok you have the Asgardians at the end that they had to flee because of what happened, what Hela um, did during Ragnarok, right? And like, so like you have Carol now who's taking the Skrull refugees and looking for home for them, but then you also have mm-hmm. Valkyrie doing the same thing with Asgardians. I wanted I want to see how they're if they're even going to, if they meet up, because it'd be interesting if you have these two races of people who are refugees and you're being led by two women, like, let's be, like, I don't even think a lot of people have made a connection. And like, I want to see if they meet up because infinite, the way how infinity war ends, like Endgame has so much to wrap up. There's so many loose ends that they have to tie up to make this all work. And like just the just discussing the refugees, like that's a storyline that needs to be wrapped up and it needs to be handled really well because if not, it'll be like, what was the point of Captain Marvel if you don't wrap this up? Because she went for she was gone for this is going on. It was like r- roughly twenty years. Mm-hmm that she was gone so it's like what did she do in the space of the 20 years like did she find yeah. a home what did is that where um valkyrie mm-hmm. ended up taking the asgardians like did they take to them to the same planet did they find a different planet to leave them leave them on because thanos wiped out half the universe like they would have been looking for a habitable yeah. home a habitable home so i'm like like there's like that was occurring to me too i'm like what they got so much to mm-hmm. tie up a different timeline too though well, i don't think they'll ever interact because it's yeah. I guess that brings in a lot of questions about one space time travel because too. like um we don't No, no, they're not yeah, I don't mean the that like, I don't mean necessarily they pass across but I mean like because Carol would have been settled yeah. like say for instance it took her like roughly five Earth years to find a habitable home yeah. for the squirrels. Okay, so they're there that they got she found them a home five years. So there's fifteen years time mm-hmm. lapse between that and what happened in Infinity War. So I'm my question is is the way to tie in those two storylines between um, Ragnarok and mm-hmm. Captain Marvel would be, in my mind, to have Valkyrie find their, the planet that the Skrulls now inhabit and take the remaining Asgardians there. Because that's, to me, the oh, best way to okay. wrap up the storylines and interconnect everything. Because like, every all the storylines have to, have to interconnect, right? Like It has to all fit like a puzzle. So to me, that's the only common sense way to have them make everything make sense. Because if Valkyrie doesn't meet the Asgardians because then if the Asgardians don't end up meeting the Skrulls, like it'll be like, what's the point of that whole storyline of the Skrulls if it doesn't play back into um, in Endgame, right? That's the way I'm seeing it. Because I'd be like, the whole movie's pointless. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah. There's that, but then there's like also like, I guess I, I'm asking entire... a that I have no idea if y'all be able to answer either, but like how far does the Thanos snap? Reach? I think it's. Like, I think it I has to do with the nine rounds. Universe, like it's gonna affect all nine rounds, like isn't it? Universes. 
I think I think I think it okay. affected the Cree population, oh, and that's oh, why. Maybe. Oh, there's just so many. I think it affected. I think it affected the all the universes because no. yeah, even though Carol was paid, yeah, I okay. feel like it affected the Cree, and that's why she yeah. was like so demanding. Like that's what I'm thinking. Where's Fury? Yeah, and that's kind of like what was making me think. I'm like, I wonder if the scrolls were affected because maybe she got that. Oh, every because it says half half, half of every living because thing, right? Yeah, are, so half, some so of the half the scrolls, half the Kree, half the like, Asgardians, half of Earth, like half, half of the of nine realms, right? So that's why yeah. I say it, they. That's how they need to tie it in that it would because because yeah. um, mm-hmm. we're thinking realistically that yeah. all the universes like there's infinite universes in our reality but with regards to how Marvel has how the MCU is set up like their universes extend to the nine realms and to me it doesn't extend past the nine realms that's how I've always thought of it there's the there's mm-hmm. the earth tree there's earth tree and all those nine realms that's as far as yeah. the universe extends like there's no mm-hmm. 10th or 12th or 11th realm that's how I've always thought of it anyway Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's kind of like what was making me think about like where what I think that's what we all want to know is like so did it take her twenty roughly so if the movie yeah. takes place in nineteen ninety five and like if Infinity if Endgame takes place yeah. in twenty nineteen that's twenty four years uh, so is it that we're supposed to assume that one it took her twenty four years to find the scrolls a safe place to live but then like did, did other to decree, did other right? things go mm-hmm. on in the meantime because she said she was coming back she said she right. had the intention of coming back to Earth but from the uh, well I think for like um, Monica and Maria like that she said like I'll see oh, you no. soon yeah. so she has the intention of coming back but then we also have to keep in mind Carol doesn't age like other people anymore so there's no and then like so 24 years in space travel even like with her being binary and everything and their ship I'm just assuming that like it told this whole mission that she did could have taken 24 years based off of just like 24 years in our time yeah that's what I'm thinking too versus that's what I'm thinking it could have been like maybe a few years for her to find a place so I think that's the the same thing but um, okay so like the the way how I see it is the nine rounds time (laughs) runs different even in each round time runs Time is relative and runs different in each round because for the Asgardians, like Thor, Thor is yeah. a mil- is mm. a millennial old, like he's like thousands of year old, True. and um, because and Heimdall, because of what his job was, he was even older than Thor and all that kind of stuff. So like the way I mm-hmm. see it is like time runs different for her as well, and plus her powers would have made her like de age even more, like her like so as you said, like so I'm wondering if they're gonna have to be saying oh for it was twenty four or years, but like three years for her because then that would like. Did she go back to after she found a home for the scrolls? Did she go back to Korea and and deal with um Yon Rog and all the rest of that stuff that ha- that happened on Korea? Because she, you know, she sent him was like, send him a message, I'm coming. Like, so did the war with the Korea? And... Was it Ronan? I'm hoping. I'm hoping she sends a message to Ronan because he's uh, Ronan the Accuser. Mm. I'm hoping that because he said we're going to come back for her, and mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like we're gonna see a story between those two, um, yeah. Because uh, he, mm-hmm. obviously we know what happens to him in Galaxy, Guardians oh. of Galaxy. But so he, good point. Because yeah. he doesn't die until Guardians. We got so time for that's, totally, that's, that's the next that's, phase, right? Yeah, that's, and that's the next. So that's yeah, we got time next for Ronan phase. and her to have a conflict and fight it all I, out in between. I'm hoping, I'm that hoping we see that. Yeah. I, would, I mean, I would count on it because Yanrog is still alive, so we have to assume that he's coming back. Ronan, yeah. like, so there's just this time gap where things can happen, but when you bring it to space, they have more room to play around. So this could be like, 
it can be happening in tandem with everything that was already happening on Earth. I just feel like whenever we talk about the Marvel Universe, like, universe, cin- cinematic universe timeline, it's so complicated right. to try to keep it all straight. Because we don't know when you put when you put something mm-hmm. in space, we have no idea. So, I, but it's, like, something I like about it, because I, I really yeah. like time travel and, like, flashing back, flashing forward, or, like, how things are happening all congruently yeah. at different points of time. Yeah. Because we I, can't, I think that's something like, that Marvel it, has it handled really well, though, because, like, the only other issue with time is how so they're going to explain the quantum realm, because I think that's where everything ties into the quantum mm-hmm. realm, too, because, like, like, um, what's his face? Um, Scott, uh, Ant-Man, like, time runs mm-hmm. differently there too because as we saw in Ant-Man 2 like his like her mom Janet mm-hmm. she aged but she aged she wasn't as old like you know what I mean she had the gray hair yeah because there's some things with like human genes that you're not gonna that that's gonna age but like she was younger she's like time is different in the quantum realm right so she didn't age and that's how she was um able to help um Ava ghost because she was like I'm like what the whatever is in the quantum realm is going to help you with your issues and it helps. So like, that's how Marvel has been. They've been really good up to now handling the multiple timelines. So it's going to be interesting to see how they wrap it up for Endgame and also continue that into the fourth. Cause this is phase four. I think they're going to start after Endgame, right? Cause I think Endgame is the end of phase three. So they've been good up to now. So I'm like, our Marvel keep it all together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? But quantum this, that explains quantum everything. In front of everything. <laughs> quantum dog. <laughs> it's like the time I got in this. Like, listen, as we, put, as, we, as we said, don't they put quantum? Like, you know what? That explains everything. No need to go into any, <laughs> No need to go into detail. <laughs> I know. It's like, know, right? hey, how does this right? work? You know, it's a quantum well, theory. Go, oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, overall, like, Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, like, I'm glad uh, that we got a woman superhero movie. And it, even though it's not the best, there's so yeah. many superhero mm-hmm. movies that aren't the best that have men that it's fine that this was not, like, no. the most amazing. No, it wasn't horrible. It was movie. good. I don't think it's, like, it was horrible. And, like, we need to give multiple chances Man, to women. Man, movie was horrible. Because mm-hmm. Thor <laughs> Dark World was shit. Yes. I was just about to say... I was just about to say, if Thor Dark World can thrive, then we sure as hell can, like, let Carl, yeah, and Captain Marvel's Captain pretty Marvel good. Like, it's not like it's, like, it's not Thor no. Dark yeah. World, so I'm like, it was nowhere near that. It is that. nowhere near I, that. I actually, <laughs> it yeah, yeah, I put it in my top, top, like, top, like, top, like, top, top five, because top five, actually. Iron Man, Thor, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Black Panther is probably top two. I probably put it as, like, my number six and number seven. Because uh, we didn't really get into it, but like another issue for me was the action sequences. Yeah. It was edited horribly, and I actually got an actual headache from how it was edited. And like, I and I'm glad I didn't see this film oh, in yeah. IMAX or 3D because I probably would have like come up with a migraine because it was edited. The action sequences were edited horribly. It was too, everything was framed too close to where to like the action, which was a lot of it was CGI, sure. But I'm like, Brie Larson spent all her time training for this film. We saw the behind the scenes of her training, Gemma Chan and every, all this training. I'm like, and this is what you did with all that time and effort? Like, I know, editing is hard. Like, editing a film is super hard. Editing action sequences is even harder, especially if it has CGI. But I'm like, come on, guys. I need to be able to see if she threw a punch at his head or his chest. I can't tell. 
Yeah, I just felt like, yeah, I understand that. Like, because we, we, we see her to go through a whole sequence yeah. of training and stuff. And I want to see her punch and kick kick people's asses. Um, no, it's not about her proving. Like, I mean, just, I just mean, yeah, like, just like, from, like... I just know she's a badass. As a moviegoer and, like, yeah. I'm just like, seeing it. And as someone with cognitive issues, like, I actually, yeah. actually bothers me when I, like, when things are too kinetic. Like, when there's too much shaky camera things aren't framed properly like it actually gives me like a headache and it actually like messes with my head oh yeah so um yeah but the film i probably if, well, okay if you were to rate it we're gonna rate it out of five or out of ten out of ten uh if i was to give it out of ten uh, i'd probably give it a solid out of 10. five yeah uh, oh no i give it a solid five out of ten Say what? I've missed it. I give okay. Oh. I honestly, I'll give it an eight. Like I didn't, and again, it's like I I like the characters, I like the mm-hmm. story. I think I just wanted it left me wanting more of seeing Carol, like in the beginning. So I just felt like how y'all y'all described it. I just felt like the beginning was choppy, so it had a slow start for me. Was well, yeah. not slow. I don't know. It just I'm not a fan of like the first half of the movie, but everything else after that, yeah. I'm in. Like, I really, like, after, like, up to the point where she gets kidnapped mm-hmm. and she's with the scrolls and, like, she's being, like, Carol on her own and then with Fury, yeah. I'm in. It's just like that, it was just, like, really, I guess a quarter, that first quarter of the movie, yeah. I'm just not that crazy about it. But it. after that, I mean, I loved it. Um, it's not, or I don't know, love is so strong on a word. I mean, I liked it. I like that we have a that we have a female Marvel hero movie, like a, like a led, a female-led movie. Yeah. And I, I think Brie Larson did a great job. I think I just mm-hmm. have, like, feelings about other yeah. stuff that absolutely has nothing to do with the actors or, like, or the story. It's more like, Marvel, I have questions for y'all and you're planning. But <laughs> I'm not taking it out of the movie. But, yeah, I yeah. give it a I, I have to say, like, um, when I first saw the movie, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, when I, when oh, I Laura, first saw the movie, I again. was like, oh, my God, this is so good, <laughs> la, la, la. And then I saw it again. I saw it like three times, um, <clears throat> just so I could get a breakdown of it too. Um, I give it like a seven, um, seven mm-hmm. to seven, uh, seven, to f- seven to seven five, um, because like I mm-hmm. did feel empowered, and because because like even the editing is like choppy, I knew the the meaning, like the whole reason why they they had like the standing up, because like, I think it's like as movie people yeah. like we kind of see like oh there's a reason we know the reason why we see these things and so mm-hmm. i felt like okay that's great there's just like some editing that issues i had it's not the storyline it's not the people that mm-hmm. i had issues with it was mainly just the editing and and maybe like some things i yeah. just i myself was like oh i just don't want i don't want my nerve to go that's who <laughs> that for sure where it's just like one last thing i want to add oh and i'm glad that they didn't sexualize any of the it. any of the Never. female characters either <laughs> right Everything was not for the male mm-hmm. gaze. Oh. Yes. So, sorry. That's that's what I loved, especially. But I was going to, like, what I was going to say is, like, so this, for me, was, like, how I felt about A Wrinkle in Time. Like, I know I, yeah. this is not meant for this movie to be everything yeah. to me, but it means something yeah. to someone. And that is, like, the younger girls who are seeing this, this movie means more to them than it does to me. That doesn't mean I like it. 
I mean, I don't like it or I do like it any less or anything. It just means that, like, mm-hmm. I know that there's some little girl watching this or, like, some little some little black girl is watching this and seeing Maria be a badass pilot or seeing Monica or, like, just some little girl in general is, like, seeing this and they, they, they are seeing themselves. They see themselves being picked on and being told what they can't do and how they have to behave and then they can feel yeah. empowered from this. And I can feel empowered, too, but I think, like you said, as film people, we know what a movie is trying to say. But we kind of get like yeah. tired of them continually saying it. So sorry, I didn't mean to. Take no, off that your was time. perfect. That was like that's how exactly how I felt. Man. <sighs> so yeah, that's it, guys. Was there anything I else like, you wanted to talk no, about? No, I, think I, I like the cat. Like, the only question I had about the cat is okay. So the end credit scene, like we know he still has the tesseract. I'm like, how did the tesseract end up in space? Uh huh. How did the Tessera end back up in space? Because remember at the beginning of Thor, like the whole thing with Thor and everything is that the Tessera was being hidden um, on Asgard. So I'm like, how did it end back up on Asgard? And Oh, so this is whole thing. I'm going to tell you this whole thing because I broke it down with a whole bunch of uh, people. So Winter Soldier, we saw the Tesseract, the whole thing. It went into the ocean. Howard Stark was looking for Captain America, but he found the Howard Stark. Uh, so he found the Tesseract. Right. So he created Project Pegasus right, right. to uh, study the to study the yeah. the Tesseract. That's when what's her name, Larson? Yes, um, Doctor Larson Marvel came and stole it, and that's why they they had to do a whole cover up on it because it was right. stolen, and so they they kind of hid Pro- Project Pe- Pegasus. And then, um, and then what's in it? Like that, the, then, so the, she had the Tesseract. So now the Flurkin ate the Tesseract. And, um, then, you know, then it, it, right. It, I understand it, it that. Yeah. It up on, um, Fury's desk. And then in Avengers, but, in Avengers, but how did it get on Fury Asgard though? Because, okay. At the end of that, cause Loki stole it. Right. And then, um, Thor okay. took it. Back to Asgard, because the whole story of, of okay. uh, Avengers was Loki right, right, right. Villain, it was just and like, he stole the Tesseract and he used that as his power, and then in the end, right. uh, okay. Thor took the it back to Asgard, and that's how Asgard got it in the end. And then this whole okay. thing, so like that's the thing, you know, like, like you know, okay, Asgard, so like this is the last Thanos. thing, honestly. But you know how we always do like for Star Wars, like the, the how do you watch Star Wars in order? They're gonna have to do something with. And I can't even say you can't even do it concurrently because the thing with the thing with Captain Marvel is because it begins and ends. Like you would have to be like, okay, I'm gonna watch Captain Marvel up until this point, and then begin the Avengers films. Then I'm gonna have to continue Captain Marvel and then finish the Avengers film because the, the timeline is kind. Captain Marvel actually kind of does something with the timelines <laughs> of the MCU that is really interesting, where it like it dissects it all in one film. So I'm like, how would you like to get, like, if you wanted to do like a timeline mm-hmm. of the Tesseract, uh, follow the Tesseract, that'd be interesting yeah. to see how someone starts the films out. You should do that, Laura. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> like going to go whiteboard like strings and just like a tree, like a tree, a tree, a tree chart like, of, like, of murder. <laughs> like he did it. The, yeah, following no, not following to, the so timeline that like, they created the films, the but following for instance, like the, the tesseract. You have to follow the tesseract. Use the tesseract as like your your um your beacon. So follow the yeah. tesseract in the t- timelines. That'd be like a, a interesting movie watch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. 
this went here. We'll, we'll be like, yeah, solve this. I mean, there's a there's a whole Twitter yeah. debate about like how to watch the Marvel films. Yeah, like it, it was. A, I think it was uh, really? yesterday or two days ago. There was like this whole string that people. Um, that people were just but arguing. But the thing, before like, it was how straightforward, but now MCU. Captain Marvel, as it, like I said, um, it dissects the timeline because the t- if you if you, if you look at how the te- the test if you use a test as a timeline, as a what's the word as a focal point for the timeline, like Captain Marvel actually dissects they this one film dissects the entire MCU into different timelines. So like now you have to actually figure out how to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's interjected. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, because now I guess technically you watch Captain America, first yeah. Avenger, then Captain Marvel, then you Captain gotta count Hulk. Hulk. Well, which Hulk? Unless are we counting? Are we counting Hulk in there? Yeah. We. Yeah. Well, Ugh. Only, I count if Incredible if Hulk, and that's it. We don't acknowledge the we other just one. Just need Captain America. <laughs> And then, if we're just following the Tesseract, if, oh, we don't, okay. if we know all the whole stories, if we just want to know what happened to the Tesseract okay, yeah. and Captain Marvel, then yeah. uh, no, Cap- uh, Captain America, Captain Marvel, yeah. mm-hmm. Avengers, and then um, Thor okay. Ragnarok, okay. and then um, Infinity War. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. Because okay. those are the only times that yes. the Tesseract is the main mm-hmm. gem. Right, right. That makes yep, yeah for Earth for sure for all, for for like all, all the, the anything Avengers. that dealt with the Tesseract because uh, oh, like for sure. with, obviously for the other stones what? oh it's just gonna be complicated as fuck oh my god can I curse on this are you gonna bleep me what <laughs> yeah okay. you can curse I, I, I think I already did twice I should I said shit a lot but then I just said fuck <laughs> <laughs> no you're fine I didn't I didn't catch it it's fine ain't nobody <laughs> what they gonna do nothing. <laughs> Because this is our show. Um, okay. Well, was there any closing thoughts y'all had? If not, we can let L- Laura, you can tell them where you... Yeah, um, the movie's great. So, um, but yeah, like you can find me on, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I can tweet We could, we, I, I could tweet all day about like geek stuff and Captain Marvel and, and movies like this. Um, uh, I'll be on L-S-I-R-I-K-U-L, L-S-I-R-I-K-U-L. Also, I'm always online. So I'm always writing articles. So posting stuff too. So, and I'm always talking to Carolyn and, and to both of you, really. Um, so you'll see us chatting about yeah. everything. I we thirst yeah, tweet a lot. We, we need to do thirst. Baycourt. We thirst tweet a lot. We haven't had a good we one We need to bring Baycourt. I have Baycourt. so many glasses, hot guys in glasses. We should. Uh, we, we should. Not like, only oh just God, an MCU, but Baycourt. Listen, <laughs> yes. Uh, sorry um, to the, our listeners, but yes. <laughs> There will be a special Bay Court episode, so we'll be like, so this is what, so here's what happened in Bay Court. Um, yes. <laughs> they, they'll figure. It. We can we can do, we can Bay do Bay Court for Shang Chi. Our Dreamcast, our Dreamcast, maybe yes. Shang Chi for for the Shang Chi movie Ooh. because. Lord, our Dreamcast you because like um, yeah because like I I could I could introduce you to some hot um, actors too who are like um. <laughs> Like he didn't want us to hear Dave. what you had to say. Yeah. Oh, I said I could. I could. Lord, I'll be intru- I could. Intru- oh, I said. Ooh, I said I could introduce the. I could introduce the. Um, you guys I to know. international actors that aren't. Yes, really less because I have some. I have some for great. some um, Asian or, dramas um, and some Asian too. films that I would add. Hello. Oh yes, please. 
Yay. Okay, so yes. Um, we digress, people. We start. We're oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, so you can find me <laughs> on Twitter at Carrie C N H 12 C A R I I E N C H 12. Um, like Laura, like Laura, I tweet about a lot of geek stuff, film, TV, Korean dramas, um, thirst tweets, you know, just <laughs> random stuff, random thoughts occasionally. Yeah. And I also co-host Saturday Night Sci-Fi, which we like tweet every Saturday night, um, sci-fi film. And coming up, so this is going to air this week. So this Saturday, we are going to be live tweeting Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon with the one and only Michelle Yeoh. Ah, oh, that's mm-hmm. the best film. Ooh. Uh-huh. Okay. I have a wedding. I'm, gonna, I'm down. <laughs> and it's my, it's my film because my yo is in it. My queen Do yo is in it. Oh, oh my God! Give him Michelle Yeoh. That's, like, that's my queen. I swear. Appreciation, appreciation episode. She deserves. I just, I just want to sit down and watch all of her movies from beginning yes. to end. Yes, actually. As it is, like, that's why we're doing the like the crouching tiger. Um, that's like our little um, our honor to her because the film is going to be coming out after that. So we we were like, what should we watch? We were like, you know what, Michelle Yeoh has a new movie with about Ip Man, and I'm like, yeah. So let's do crouching tiger, hidden dragon. So that's why we're doing it. So um, so Nisha, tell everyone where where they can find you. Yes. Perfect. Yes, y'all can find me also on Twitter, where I use it as my pseudo-therapy, um, at LA, under, LA underscore N-E-Y underscore S-H-A. Yeah, just come over there and nerd yeah. out with all of us and thirst out, or, you know, like, use the <laughs> therapy like I do, because I'm too broke for it to afford actual therapy. I'm fine. I swear, I'm okay. <laughs> um, and you guys can follow the show at S-H-W-H underscore pod. Yay, did that right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks again for tuning in for another episode of Videos for Happen. This has been great. And until next time, see y'all. Bye.